Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to Congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. Yeah, President, 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 it's a bunch of malarkey. Where's the money, you say, Joe? The House Oversight Committee found it. A big, 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 big clue. Look at this. A $200,000 check written by Joe's brother to Joseph R. Biden Jr. on March 1st of 2018. Uh, there's the money. Look, <laughs> once my brother gave me $50, I still haven't paid him back, and he still remembers it. $200,000? What's going on here? Joe Biden and James Biden. Now, James is Joe's little brother. And investigators and basically anybody in Delaware has known for a long, long time that Hunter and Jim worked together. The family business, you know, the Biden family name. These guys are out there selling it, selling access to Joe Biden, getting things done because they are Bidens. And 10% for the big guy? Let's take a look at that check. House Oversight Committee actually released this publicly today. It is, well, let's go through it. Number one, this is from Sarah and James Biden. James Biden is the brother of Joe, all right? And Sarah is Joe's sister-in-law. Next, please. This check is, just so we all understand, written to, yes, pay to the order of Joseph R. Biden Jr. R stands for Robinette, by the way. How much? How much? $200,000 and no cents. Just so there's no ambiguity here, let's take a look at when you have to write out, write out that number, $200,000 and zero cents. The little brother to the big brother. Um, and the date, March 1st, 2018. We'll come back to that in a bit. He's an ex-vice president at this point, and he's not yet running for president. Uh, why was this check written? Officially, you know that little memo thing you can write something on? Loan repayment. Loan repayment. Uh, Joe was loaning money to his brother. I've heard a million times how Joe was the poorest man in the Senate, right? How did he get this kind of money? Why, why would his brother need 200 Why did he go to a brother and not a bank? James Comer, House Oversight Committee Chair, put this out along with a special video, raising some key points and asking some very important questions. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections, end quote. Wow. We have the documents. That's exactly what the documents say. I'll go through that in a moment. Next, Congressman Comer. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account. And then on the very same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from this same personal bank account to Joe Biden. This is amazing stuff. This is huge. It's being eclipsed right now by events in the Middle East and the fight for a new speaker. This, though, this is history. This is domestic political history and could portend the end of Joe Biden. This is a huge, huge problem and a huge, huge story. Next, please. 
Some immediate questions President Biden must answer for the American people. Does he have documents proving he lent such a large sum of money to his brother? And what were the terms of such financial agreement? Did he have similar financial agreements with other family members that led them to make similar large payments to him? And did he know that the same day James Biden wrote him a check for $200,000, James Biden had just received a loan for the exact same amount from business dealings with a company that was in financial distress and failing. And that company is or was AmeriCorps Holdings. Now, we try to call them for a comment, but you can't get them anymore because they're bankrupt. They went bankrupt. And as they were folding, they sued uh, James Biden for the money that they were owed, that he took from the company. This is not that long ago. This is uh, last year, 2022. Uh, United States Bankruptcy Court in the Eastern District of Kentucky, AmeriCorps versus James Biden. And inside, they established, uh, let's go through this, shall we? On January 12th of 2018, AmeriCorps Health was transferred the sum of $400,000 to defendant's bank account at PNC Bank, located in Philadelphia. Remember, the defendant here is, as we saw a moment ago, James Biden, brother of the president. Next, please. On March 1st of 2018, AmeriCorps Health Wire transferred, wire transferred the sum of $200,000 to defendant Biden's bank account at the same bank in Philadelphia. Uh, and based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East base from the Middle East based on his political connections. Yeah, political connections because it's now been very well established by the Senate investigators, by the Oversight Committee, the the Biden family, they have no real skill, no marketing whatsoever, other than, hey, we're Bidens. We can talk to people. We can talk to Joe. This is a lot of money. We had the check enlarged slightly, Ed McMahon style. I think this is a very serious and significant piece of history. $200,000 from James Biden to Joe Biden. Joe made his brother a $200,000 loan. After a lifetime of service, Joe once said, actually more than once, he said all the time that he had no money and everybody was richer than Joe. I was illicit. For all the years I was a senator, the poorest man in the United States Congress. I had the dubious distinction of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. I had the great pleasure of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. So a year after you leave, barely a year after you're writing your brother checks for $200,000. And your brother's been in the private sector for a long time. He's the one who has the money. What is happening here? His whole identity wrapped up in, in fooling us about what a middle-class guy he is, right? Even lower middle-class, right, Joe? I view this campaign as between Scranton and Park Avenue. All Trump sees from Park Avenue is Wall Street. That's why the only metric of the American prosperity for him is the value of the Dow Jones. Like a lot of you, I spent a lot of my life with guys like Donald Trump looking down on me, looking down on the people who make a living with their hands. People who take care of our kids, clean our streets. What is he talking about? Joe's never fixed anything. He's never done anything with his hands. College to law school to the city council to the Senate to the vice presidency. Guy doesn't know anything about manual labor. And spare me the talk about the old man who was rich and a bit of a 
operator himself. You know, at one point he owned an airport. The old man was fine. Uh, so James and his wife, this is James Biden and his wife, Sarah. They're the ones who wrote the check. They actually look like they're quite well-to-do here. You got to remember this, James and Hunter. So the brother of the president and the son of the president, you can see him here back in 2008 with Jill in the middle. They were traveling the world together, doing all kinds of work together. And this is all making sense. Now, I have to go to the date on that check one more time. When was it? March 1st of 2018. Now, we actually, from the laptop, have some communication between Hunter and James Biden in March of 2018. And they seem to be talking maybe about this money. From Hunter to Jim. We can talk, but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. And I know any of the BS money is mine ultimately. Uh, okay, I mean, you know, it's 10% for the big guy, but there's also sometimes maybe, you know, he's got to get his 90% first. I don't know. I don't know. But this is bad, don't you think? It certainly. Next, please. Also, in the same uh, a few months later, nine months later, in the same year, from Jim to Hunter, I can work with your father alone. We, as usual, just need several months of his help for this to work. As usual, they need the father hanging around for months to help. This is uh, highly, highly incriminating. And so is this. I did not know he was on the board of that company. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. It's just muscle memory. It has nothing to do with the truth. You see that last clip, the one before this one. We've always kept everything separate. What, what is he talking? What's separate? What does he mean by this? I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. Everything separate. His initiatives, his outreach to these countries, they're doing it on their own. They come together in the form of private checks after the fact. I don't know. What do you think? I think Tony Bobolinsky, we got to talk about him. He may be the real hero in all this stuff. You know, Tony Bobolinsky uh, met the Bidens in early 20, May of 2017 when Joe Biden went to speak at the Milken Institute in Los Angeles. And the night before, Tony meets with the Bidens and he's pretty shocked at the way they conduct themselves. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and a, at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level, regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, 
Joe Biden. Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. Wow. What do you make of this, huh? I think it's huge. And you know it's huge. This check, $200,000 from the brother to the principal, to the big guy himself in March of 2018. You know what was happening in March of 2018? Joe Biden was not running for president. It wasn't a done deal. That whole thing about Charlottesville, he made up his mind, that's another lie. He was not convinced that he could do it. A lot of other people weren't convinced. So maybe he thought, hey, no one's looking. We can just, we can just do this a bit more openly than we, than we normally did. I'm told that there are a lot more where this came from. That, the investigation continues, and this is the tip of the iceberg. Byron Donalds, Congressman, Republican of Florida, will be with us shortly. He is on the House Oversight Committee. We want to see what he thinks of this. And also, with Jim Jordan out of the speaker's race, you know who's in it? Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds is a candidate for Speaker of the House of Representatives, and he just might pull it off. We'll be back next with him. Air Force One, a great, big, beautiful plane, right? With an upstairs, a downstairs, and a basement. Presidents, of course, access Air Force One via the front door, right up to the main floor. You don't go in the back door. You don't go through the basement if you're a president, right? Let's take a look at some of the presidents. Ronald Reagan, back then it was a smaller plane, but still, the front door, no question about it. George H.W. Bush, he was the first one to get the 747, the front door to the main floor. It goes on like this. Bill Clinton and all the rest, they knew how to get on and off of Air Force One. Uh, it's pretty simple. Um, and Donald Trump, he takes it slow on purpose because you don't want to slip and fall. And Joe Biden knows all about slipping and falling, doesn't he? He also, well, doesn't take the big steps anymore. You know there's a door to the basement of Air Force One, yeah, it's actually down there. And that's what Joe has been using to access Air Force One. It's a small, yeah, you see that? Like junior steps. Did we vote on this? Did we uh, give him permission to use the, the basement steps? But that's what he does. And without a word, really, of the media or anybody noticing, and, ooh, he almost lost it there. I think it's noteworthy, don't you? Look at all the times. It's not just a one-and-done thing. He gets to uh, Andrews Air Force Base, takes the small steps. It's weird. And, well, we know why, though, because the big steps are too big for him. Boom, boom, boom. It was getting to be such a problem. They don't trust him on the big steps. He doesn't trust himself. So he goes the small way. And uh, I think we have another picture here. Yeah the big steps. If you want to be president, you gotta, it, this is the eligibility. One of the things, this is a prerequisite. You gotta be able to take the big boy steps to get the big job. Fair enough? I think so. All right. Also, who remembers when Joe Biden announced very self-righteously that uh, how people were supposed to behave at the White House? But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. 
on the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. Yeah, everybody, damn it. Everybody except uh, the people around Joe. He's notorious for yelling profanities at him, screaming at him. And sometimes we actually get a little peek, a little peek of what's probably going on behind closed doors. So here's uh, President Biden making a very ill-advised uh, trip to the back of Air Force One to talk to the reporters. People are still mystified by this appearance, including his own staff. Um, at one point, you know, the reporters are like, I mean, I'm sorry, the staff are like, we got to wrap this up. And sometimes they say, thank you, everybody. Let's stop. And Corinne Jean-Pierre tried that. And watch what happened to her. Get it to Gaza and do it quickly. All right. Any more for the hospitals? May I? Oh, don't. Yes. Okay. <laughs> May I ask you about, there's a report in the Times. Don't. Don't. Think she... She was trying to help, Joe, because you were making such a ridiculous spectacle out of yourself. Don't. Joe gets very angry all the time, especially when he doesn't know what he's talking about. When, remember when he took on our friend Jerry, uh, the hard hat, who's a gun expert, and Joe doesn't know a damn thing? Well, it starts to get kind of ugly. Joe, he starts pointing his finger and using profanity. So one of his staffers tries to, you know, find a way out. Let's, let's, let's get out of this. Let's be nice and, and leave. Watch. All right, thank you. Now, shush. Shush. Shush? Shush? You know how quickly I'd be in HR getting a lecture and maybe worse if I told somebody to shush with my hand? That's not treating somebody with dignity and respect, is it? And look at that staffer there. She was very sad. This is after, you know, she's there working with the vice president of the United States at the time. She'd just been told to shush. What is this, fourth grade? Come on, Joe. And they're just trying to help you. Even that guy, Kirby, is that his name? <laughs> he realizes he's got a real handful with Joe. He was looking at the Tony Blinken during that thing yesterday. Like, I told you this was a mistake. And actually, it's been noted that he said out loud that we have to stop this thing. We have to stop it. Watch. I've never seen it. There's a lesser chance now that Israel won't go in and um, into Gaza, and that can be averted. You want you want to stop it? You want to stop it? You want to stop the insanity? He made horrible gaffes, so many mistakes, the rudeness beside, and he gets away with it. They just try to kind of sanitize it and portray him as an actual respectable person who's the president of the United States. That's what the media does. Not around here, though. Thank goodness for us, right? I'll be right back. All right, there's President Trump, of course. And you see the man over to the left with the beard? That is his one of his most trusted advisors, senior advisor for President Trump, Jason Miller. Been with him every step of the way. His mission to get President Trump into the White House and, oh, by the way, we want to keep him out of jail, right? I mean, this mugshot, unbelievable. They want to put him in jail. And you know what? Jason Miller joins us right now. Jason, welcome. First of all, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, did they weirdly even further incentivize people who were totally incentivized to get him into the White House? I mean, really, he's got to not only win, he's got to win to stay free in a way I don't know. Is this weirdly helping you guys, these four crazy cases? 
Well, politically, you take a look at every time they've come down with another one of these witch hunt indictments, President Trump's numbers have gone up. Now, <laughs> trust me, I would not want that on my worst enemy to be harassed by the legal system, to have this weaponization of justice. I mean, the U.S. is a place where this isn't supposed to happen. That's maybe that in banana republics or third world countries, not here, but sadly we are seeing it. But Greg, I tell you, the more that they attack him, people get it. They're like, why did you sit on these investigations for two, three, four, five years? And then just now, while President Trump is leading for president, you go and file them. Yeah, I wonder if it fires him up even more. And he's already very fired up and uh, we love it. Hey, I want you to uh, listen closely to what these never Trumpers and Trump derangement syndrome victims have to say. Take a look at this. There's a clear and present danger. Democrats painting a damning picture of a lawless president. Donald Trump is a clear and present danger to our country. Donald Trump presents a clear and present danger. Donald Trump and his allies and supporters are a clear and present danger to American democracy. Uh, Jason, that would include us. You're a supporter and an ally. I'm a supporter, so I'm a clear. We're clear and present danger. I looked it up, clear and present danger. That actually means they can break the law to stop us, to stop Trump. That's what you can actually do. You can suspend parts of the Constitution. They are crazy. They're not letting up. I am, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, well, I'm deeply concerned about how far they'll go. We've seen how far they've come so far. Are you guys? Well, I don't think that they're going to stop at anything to try to stop President Trump. I mean, we saw what they did in 2020 with Hunter Biden's laptop, the way they suppressed all the information and that the, Intel officials come out and say that it was all Russian disinformation, except for the fact it was actually Hunter Biden's laptop and basically had a roadmap to all of the crimes for Hunter and the rest of the, the Biden crime family. But, you know, one of the things as we look ahead to right now with this term clear and present danger, let me tell you what's a clear and present danger, Greg. That would be Joe Biden pushing us towards World War III with his escalation of arming Ukraine. Uh, Biden's very, the fact that he has allowed Iran to bring back billions of dollars into the fold that they could then dole out to the rest of their terrorist groups, Hamas and Hezbollah and others. And take a look at our southern border. That's a clear and present danger. Have you seen the check from James Biden written to uh, his brother, Joseph Biden, in March of 2018, released by the House Oversight Committee, $200,000, brother to brother, and his brother is the well, the former vice president at the time, future president, and uh, this is the same day, $200,000, that uh, James Biden got this money, two hundred grand from this corporation that was going out of business, failing financial firm. It's, um, I, this is arguably smoking gun stuff. Uh, does the president know about this? Well, he does, and this goes to validate everything President Trump said in the 2020 campaign when he tried to bring up the Biden business dealings and Chris Wallace, who at the time was effectively his second debate opponent on the stage, as President Trump likes to joke, he was actually debating one and a quarter opponents on that night, which was Chris Wallace being the one and Joe Biden being a quarter because, you know, he's, he's not necessarily all that much there. But when Joe Biden said that he had nothing to do with any of his family's business dealings. He had nothing to do with Hunter's business dealings. 
James Biden, who was Joe Biden's fundraising chair, his finance chair, going back to his very first race in 1972, has been with her every step of the way. And the roadside is littered with shady deals that James Biden was up to. There are things that Frank Biden, his other brother, was up to. And then, of course, you get Hunter, with where we've had a lot more of the tension on the, the international side. But, Greg, what you brought up, literally $200,000 gets wired into the account of James Biden. He turns around and writes a personal check to Joe Biden, and it says loan repayment, except that there's no evidence there was ever a loan in the first place. So what this shows, Joe Biden has been lying the entire time. It really is amazing. Wow. Does the president have a favorite at this point for speaker? They're falling out uh, left and right. Uh, Jim Jordan's not going to make it. Uh, we see some others, Hearn, Byron Donalds. Does the president want to weigh in on that? He hasn't yet. Uh, a lot of this is just kind of blown up today. The president was very supportive of Jim Jordan. Uh, that was really who President Trump wanted to see grab the speaker's gavel. And he has not weighed in yet on who he thinks should be the next. But the good thing is there are a number of good folks uh, who are starting to step up and say that they'd like to run and they believe in America first policies and have the same mission that President Trump does. Are a couple of names uh, that we've seen that are very much never Trump and people who I do not think should be in that speaker's position. But don't want to get too far ahead of the president, but I imagine we're going to hear from him uh, Saturday or Sunday, maybe Monday at the latest in advance of this vote. All right. Hey, we know he's available. Is he still available to be speaker if need be for a little while? I keep telling him, unless they can move the capital to Iowa, New Hampshire, sir, you got a lot on your plate. Well, it is pretty wild. You know, he's got all these things going on. He says, but I can actually still help out if you guys need me. It's amazing. Well, uh, good luck, Jason Miller, um, senior advisor to President Trump. What a wild ride. Real quick, what is this like for you personally? You're essentially managing a presidential campaign. What is life like for you? Well, I wouldn't say managing. Uh, I would say that I'm definitely one of the people who are helping President Trump. But we have Susie Wiles and Chris Lasavita, a couple of great teammates who I'd say kind of sit at the, the top of the, the president's organization. But this is these are days that are fueled by um, uh, Diet Cokes and unfortunately a couple too many cheeseburgers every now and then. Uh, but it's a, a fun ride being at the front seat for watching history unfold. And I tell you, when you see President Trump, how he does it uh, still uh, up early, up late, campaigning to all these states, it keeps you motivated. Pretty wild. Hey, by the way, you can eat all the cheeseburgers you want. Just take off the bun. It's an old trick <laughs> of the trade. Seriously, fewer carbs. It works. Thank you very much, Jason I Miller. Tried, I, I tried it. Uh, let me just tell you, you can still uh, put on weight eating, uh, uh, eating just a burger. Trust me. I can speak from experience. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jason. And I'll be right back. Thank you. I did not know he was on the board of that company. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Uh, no. <laughs> no period, comma, I'm lying. That would have been more appropriate for that sentence at the end. James Biden, the brother of Joe, you know about this check, right? I can't get over this. I can't get over this. This is, this is amazing in my book. And James working very closely with Hunter over the years, uh, as has been alleged. Next picture, please. The front men for the uh, Biden family brand. Uh, well, in some ways, Joe Biden himself is the front man. 
the public face, and these guys were moving behind the scenes. It's all a mess, and I'd like to bring in our awesome panel. And Dick Morris, I'm going to start with you, and you got to check out his book. He's been right about everything. The Return, Trump's big 2024 comeback. Have you seen this check? I think it's dynamite, yeah. Dick, and I think it could be just uh, the biggest issues so far. What, do you, what are your thoughts? It's incredible. <laughs> By the way, you, you, I'm one ahead of you. I have a new book that's coming out this week called The Hidden, the, the Hidden Illegal Money Behind the Biden Campaign. It's called Corruption, Biden's Hidden Foreign Money. And uh, it, it literally goes through the whole chapter and verse, including his relationship with James, including the bribes that James received and, and he received. But the question that I ask that I think is the most important for all of us is not so much what did Joe Biden get, but what did Joe Biden give to China in return for that money? We never investigated the origins of COVID. We never documented where it came from or understood how to stop it from coming back. He's under Biden is undermining and China is undermining the power of the dollar and taking away from its status as a global currency. They're hoarding a monopoly of rare earth minerals. Uh, no company can move to China without surrendering all their intellectual property. China subsidizes its exports and, yeah. and hurts American workers. And Biden didn't touch any of that. You know, and he didn't all. shoot down the balloon, Dick. He should have shot down that silly balloon. Fred Flights, so this check. Your thoughts, uh, if you don't mind. Ten LLCs were set up that were owned by Biden family members that received $10 million from, from China. Now, we've all, all wondered, what did... Biden's family members have that was worth $10 million. Well, nothing other than access to Joe Biden. But why this check is important is because we have to establish how this money got from the family members to Joe Biden. We now have a smoky gun showing how that's done. There are many more checks like this, and Congress has to find them. Yeah, I think they uh, they have them already, and they're about to, you know, they said as much. There's a lot more where this came from. General Holt, what are you thinking tonight? So what I'm worried about is we watch all this corruption flying about. We're not we're, we have a lot of theater going on in Congress, but we don't really have anybody going to a federal judge and getting things done about it. And the reason that's so dangerous right now is when you look at Ukraine, when you look at China, when you look at Iran, every single place you, you see where there could be a compromise just based on the policy decisions we see being made. So who's benefiting? Um, you, you've got Ukraine that is already sitting on nearly 130 billion in authorization. They want 100 billion more, no accountability. And then you've got 70 billion in illicit oil sales, hostages, and whatnot for Iran. And they want to give an additional 100 million dollars to Hamas. They're not the ones who had babies' heads cut off. And then there's the China thing. So if we're co-opted at that level, we've got to find this out very quickly because we're on our way to World War III if we're not careful. Wow. Uh, and the speech last night, we're looking at footage of it. Dick, uh, final, uh, thoughts on the speech and anything else you care to add? Well, I think he's making, I think it's a horrible disservice to Israel to bundle Ukraine and Israel money together. Uh, there's a real question about Biden's conflict of interest with Ukraine, the money he received from Ukraine, the firing of the prosecutor who is going after the Biden family. 
And Israel is just is our longtime ally and deserves our support completely. And to bundle the two of them together, I think, is a real disservice to Israel. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was so weird. Half that speech was was about Ukraine. Um, Fred, I feel like this is a, an inflection point in 2023, as as Biden would say, although I don't think he knows really what an inflection point is. But uh, your final thoughts, please. No, and I, I agree with Dick. Look, Biden's Ukraine policy was going down in flames because Congress was not going to fund it. Remember what Rahm Emanuel said during the Obama administration, never let a good crisis go to waste. He's using this crisis to try to find a way to get money for Ukraine. $60 billion of this 105 is going to go to Ukraine. Only $7 billion is scheduled to go to Israel. I don't think Congress is going to go for this. Well, wow. all right, uh, to be continued. You know, he always talks about it, Blaine, uh, like it's his money, Joe Biden. You ever notice that? It's always like, you know, right. he, he, his money and he gets to, it's our money. I have to go. I'm so sorry. Uh, big news tonight uh, with this thing and a lot of other stuff going on. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll be right back. You have spoken and I am listening and I have learned. And at the end of each show going forward, We'll have a baby photo or a beautiful video. It takes a little bit of legwork ahead of time. We gotta put it in the machine and convert it and put it on TV that way. So Monday night, forevermore, I promise you. Thank you for watching and I'll see you next week with babies.